0: When making cocktails, do you ever feel like something's missing? One of our guests today did, and he made it his mission to fill that void. I'm Susan Schwartz, your drinking companion, and this is Lush Life Podcast. Every week we are inspired to live life one cocktail at a time. Chris Tanka, founder of Corduzio, was that man. He was trying to make a cocktail and couldn't find the spirit with the exact flavor profile he was looking for. So he created it. And now, Corduzio, the first red berry aperitif is hot off the presses. In fact, I met Chris at Venice Cocktail Week at the end of September for the first official launch of this new spirit. He's here with me now with Daniela Garcea, the global brand activator, to reveal what it took to produce this gorgeous liquid and what their plans are for it. But before you get to meet them, did you know that you can now watch this episode plus all the other Lush Life episodes as well as a whole lot more on YouTube? So check out the Lush Life YouTube channel. Just head to youtube.com slash at Lush Life Manual. That's youtube.com slash at Lush Life Manual. Now, here are Daniela and Chris. So it's really great to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'll go first, thank you, Susan, so for having us
1: today. Uh, I'm Daniela. I'm from Italy. I live and work in Italy. I've been working in hospitality for more than 10 years as a bartender before, as a waitress also. And then I moved in the industry, so I started to work uh, for a multinational company in the spirit industry. And then uh, after, what we know was the worst time of our life in the last two years, I decided to move and start to, to work on my own. So now I am a small company and work with the small new spirits, brand spirits uh, in the market. And that's why I have the pleasure to work with Chris on Corduzio. And Chris?
2: So hello, uh, my name is Chris Tanka. I also live and work in Italy, but originally I'm from the USA. I'm founder of Corduzio, a new Redberry Appetitif, which is soon to come to market. Big pleasure to be with you, Susan. We're fans.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So, of course, we have to go way, way back. I guess let's start with Chris. So tell me about how Corduzio was born.
2: <laughs> how was Corduzio born? <laughs> goodness. Uh, where to begin the story? Let's start in the very beginning. When I was young uh, and did have a tremendous amount of money because I was a student. I was a poor student. Uh, I ate, saved up, scrounged and saved up enough money to uh, do a little bit of traveling. So one of the places I was fortunate to travel to was Italy, and this is over 20 years ago now, but it, it kind of started a lifelong love affair with, with traveling and especially with Italy. So this is going way, way back. But uh, one of the things that left such a amazing impression on me when I arrived in Italy was ordering a coffee. And that sounds very silly to most people around the world because yeah, ordering a coffee is something we all do every day, multiple times a day. If you're me, but I was in Napoli uh, and I was with a friend and we went to a coffee shop and ordered our coffee, feeling very nervous about our, you know, improper Italian and just unfamiliar environment and ordered the coffee. And the barista said, here's your coffee. And I said, thank you so much. And I went to go give her my money and she said, no, no this is paid for. This is in suspeso, in suspension. So somebody uh-huh. before me had paid for that coffee. And then she said, but you have the opportunity to pay for this coffee anyway and keep it in suspension and pay for the one next after you. And for me, I thought this was the most amazing, brilliant, beautiful, uh, a small act of generosity. And it was so charming and, and it still left an impression on me now for many, many years. And let's call it fast forward to around four years ago, when I got the chance to move to Italy and really experience Italian culture and the history and the beautiful art and living in Milan, these small little stories and these small little acts of Italian generosity left an impression on me. And of course, great ought also leave an impression on you when you have the good fortune to live in Italy. So it took a lot of inspiration from the culture and these small, everyday little acts of generosity when, when we were putting together the, the concept for Corduzio.
0: Your last name seems to be Italian, is it? Are you from an Italian background?
2: Yes, I have an Italian background. On my mother's side, I would say I'm a quarter Italian, approximately a quarter Italian. So I've always been fascinated with Italy, let's call it, from a family background and heritage perspective. But it's interesting. I mean, when you live in Italy, you you, you kind of see it from the outside in, but then you're learning it from the inside out. So it's a wonderful experience. And of course, who doesn't love the food and (laughs) great culture?
0: (laughs) Well, why I asked that is I was wondering what kind of coffee you had had when you were young and or spirits, you know, that what was around the table when you were young.
2: Yeah, uh, hmm, good question. I'm saying with a big smile on my face to all my uh, American friends. I mean, American coffees when I was growing up many, many years ago is absolutely undrinkable. I mean, Susan, you may remember. I mean, this is this is way back. So I think maybe that led. Maybe when I did get to Italy and I tasted a really great Italian espresso, I was like, wow, this is an unbelievable experience. Regarding spirits, actually, it's it's funny. I mean, again, Susan, you may connect with this, but Italians have a sorry Americans have a much more sweet. Uh, profile for for spirits and one of the nice things i love so much about italian spirits but really italian cuisine is the really nice balance between sweet and bitter and a lot of the appetitifs that let's say we all grew up with i think they do it a bit towards bitter some of them are getting like uh, with sweet a little bit now but a lot of it is bitter on bitter and for americans uh, and many around the world it's a lot of bitter Actually, when we were crafting Corduzio, working with the Master Blunders, we wanted to find that beautiful balance of a little bit sweet, but not too sweet, and a little bit of bitter, not too bitter.
0: Back to your story. You said you you moved over here. Was it, what was it, or should I say, what was it that brought you over? I was going to say, was it love that brought you over? But then I thought that was too cliched. But...
2: <laughs> no, that's perfect. I love the cliché, And it's so true. <laughs> No, I've always, I've been living abroad for 20 years. So I've had the good fortune to, i lived in Scandinavia for six years. I've lived in Greece for six years. I've lived in Dubai for two and a half years. Uh, and now I've been here in Italy for the past four years, plus minus. But of course it was love. Of course it was love that <laughs> brought me, brought me to Italy.
1: Um, that's what we do. It's a treason. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> You know what? I guess love takes very many forms, and love always brings me back to Italy, and it's not one person. It's just the love of Italy. Now, since we're talking so much about Italy, Daniela, where, what is your background? And, you know, you obviously grew up in Italy. You already had the Italian kitchen, right, you know, every day. But So what, would, what was it that brought you into the spirit world, as we say? Oh,
1: actually, so, um, I'm just saying that maybe I grew up around spirits because my dad used to do wine so we used to make wine at home and also I my mom still does this amazing lemon that we drink uh, <laughs> uh, every time we, we finish to eat so it's something that it's always been in our culture uh, of course uh, I never had any spirits before being an adult so let's say that I was not drinking uh, before I became 18 years old because my dad was really classic Italian dad from the South. No, alcohol is not good. You're not going to try it. just when you are with me, just when you're in front of me. It's okay. Uh, so when I grew up, I was 18. I started to have beer, of course, was the easiest thing. And then my first alcoholic drink was a Midori Sour. Sorry. Uh, of course. Uh, something really like the classic drink that you imagine when you think about spirits, like this funny. Uh, this a cocktail with uh, a melone and these kind of things. And then uh, I finally met uh, Negroni. So when I had my <laughs> when I was like, that's it. Uh, I want to know more. I was in Milano. I was at the Nottingham Forest and I fell in love with uh, with this world. So I started to work in hospitality also to pay my studies. I was studying in Milano and uh, that's, that's how it started and it never ended.
0: <laughs> Listen, we are not snobs here at Lush Life. A Midori Sour is equally as good as a Negroni. Maybe, so, some would think maybe less sophisticated, but equally, equally as good. We love a Midori Sour. Is the American taste, uh, not
1: so similar to the Italian. So Negroni for me is maybe much more better,
0: but nothing
1: to say about Midori Sour. I had, I had great time yeah. with everybody. You
0: Me too. A fuzzy navel was my cocktail that I started drinking when I was like 21. So I totally understand. Now, I'm not sure this kind of a chicken and egg situation here. I'm not sure how you two got together. If it was before you started the spirit, was it after you started uh, Corduzio? You know, talk me through that timeline of how you got together and started working together and how that fit into the creating of the spirit itself.
2: And the other is the Yin my Yang. We kicked off Corduzio development working with some really, really amazing master blenders here in Italy. We have some of the world's best master blenders. So I kind of had an idea as a founder. I kind of had a vision for where I wanted to go in terms of the product, the taste profile, the packaging, and a little bit about
0: Just one thing before you started that. You didn't tell me why you wanted to start it first.
2: Why I wanted to start Corduzio? Yes. This came a little bit two two things happening simultaneously. Number one, I finally got behind the bar and started getting a little bit more, let's say, educating myself more properly about creating cocktails. So, went to bartender training sessions and WSET as well. I'm certified uh, with spirits, etc.
0: Just for fun, just for fun.
2: Daniela and I were joking. I mean when we go to a party sometimes it's more fun for us to work at the party than to attend the party so for us, it's actually all right, all right. fun to be behind the bar serving people etc so just for fun i wanted to get sharper with, with my skills um, and yeah it was in my training actually that I was behind the bar. I had a couple of ideas about cocktails I wanted to try making, specifically flavor profiles that I wanted to work with. And I wanted them to be super premium. I wanted them to be 100% natural. I wanted them to be sustainable. I wanted them to be really something very beautiful. And red berry was something that, let's say as an American, but I think a lot of Europeans all around the world, it's such a beautiful flavor profile. I was looking for a super premium red berry flavor profile and I couldn't find it. Now, at the same time, I had some family visiting from the States and actually a couple of friends from the UK as well. And of course, I'm so happy to host folks and show them around Milan and show them all the beautiful things, uh, all all things Italian. And of course, we take them for Epidetti. And then one day, you know, someone was saying to me, these are all delicious drinks, but how come there are all these bright colors, these bright oranges and reds, and, you know? And the unfortunate reality is a lot of Epidetti's, Still have some artificial flavors and artificial colors in them. Ah. So, kind of these things were all happening at the same time. I was looking for a flavor profile unique. I was looking for something natural and I wanted to kind of play in this appetitive space. Really, when my guests wanted to offer them something, something, something as electric and beautiful as my, as was my first real coffee experience uh, in Napoli. And so, I got a chance to start developing the project. And then in comes this young lady. <laughs> Daniela has been an amazing piece of the puzzle, of really understanding the Italian hospitality industry, yeah. uh, etc. So maybe i passed pass to Daniela because she actually implements the
0: project brilliant. So he came to you with this idea, I think I want to make a spirit this bright yeah. red and sustainable, natural, etc. Absolutely, he ah. presented to me the whole idea. And when
1: we arrived at the liquid testing, I was just amazed by everything like uh, I saw the bottle I tasted the liquid and uh, I was immediately in love with uh, with Corduzio it's very something unique I've been working I told you already uh, for more than 10 years in this industry never tasted something like Corduzio this is something weird for me because we get to taste product uh, every day uh, we get to taste cocktail every day and this profile was not there yet until Cordoza arrived. So I'm really happy.
0: Oh no, no, wait, rewind for a sec. So after you decided you wanted to make something in this space, you know, how did you even begin? <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of s- spirits out there. You know, what, what was what kind of what were your next steps? We want everything here, Chris. Wow. You cannot fast forward on lush life. <laughs>
2: Where to begin? Well, I'll be a little bit silly, but uh, I mean, you begin with an idea, okay? I I knew that there was a space here. I knew that there was an opportunity space. Okay. Uh, I mean, my background is in strategy, marketing, media, and advertising, so I'm kind of trained to to, to identify an opportunity space. So I knew there was a oh, space. Then I little literally, literally started writing like writing down the concepts, the ideas, and then what do you say? And then what's the expression? You know, a "picture's worth a thousand words." Then Turn it into a picture. But here's what people don't know: a prototype is worth a thousand pictures. So then you turn the pictures into a prototype, and then finally, 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 with a lot of patience, hard work, and support from the team, we get to a final product. I mean, this is what we're we're very excited about. That's the silly silly way that you actually create. The other reality is, and being very humble, you know, I couldn't have done this with a lot of tremendous amount of support from the team. And without some great mentors, so I'm very fortunate. I have a couple of great mentors who really work in luxury spirits, who have shown shown the way for ourselves, for the team, uh, to get things off the ground, introduce us to the right you know, to the right players, introduce me to Daniela, even to get things over.
0: So, how long was it between idea and actually having liquid that you thought was going to work?
2: Oh, good question. I think we did ultimately over a dozen iteration rounds of developing. And and I'd say it probably could have been quicker except for that small pandemic that we had, so, but <laughs> no, actually uh, but to be respectful to, to the master blenders and, and to really the entire process. I mean, these guys are real craftsmen. I mean, they're experts and it takes some time. It takes some time to work with the ingredients that they're familiar with. But also, I mean, I introduced an entire new flavor profile, I mean. Red berries and an tea hadn't been done before. So the blenders took some iterations mm-hmm. um, to really find that right balance in the craft. So I think, if I'm practical, I think it took from idea to actually the right liquid, I'm going to say plus minus a year.
0: It's not, it's not too long. It's
2: not too long. Now, but at the same time, it, it was a pretty intense working session. I mean, r- really had a lot of support I mean, day in, day out.
0: And can you reveal some of the red berries that you thought of when you were creating it you know, or the balance also of, you know, sugar to, to bitterness that you wanted?
2: Sure. I'm happy to. Uh, <laughs>
0: so uh, as much as you want to reveal, we're actually very transparent, frankly. I mean, uh, <laughs> we're big focused on
2: sustainability and not sustainability is a lot about transparency. So actually our, uh-huh. Almost all our ingredients are, are transparent. So the red berry blend is, it's actually proprietary, but it's, it's effectively a blend of raspberries, red currants, uh-huh. berries, let's call them blueberries, but not the blue type, and cranberry. And this adds a really interesting blend of a little bit naturally sweet, but also naturally tart. And again, this is all played upon a base of an Italian style appetite. So it naturally has a slight bitterness, but really finding the right blend of that sweet and tartness together with the persistence of the bitter was what took, was what took a a lot of hard work. In terms of sugar, that's an actually interesting part of the story is we, we use 22% less sugar than most of the other uh, appetites. We don't need that much sugar because Red berries, by nature, I mean, literally are a little bit sweet, so they they really they really play nicely with the deep base.
0: Of course, and and since you brought up that you were originally from marketing, did you already have, say, a name and the look of the bottle and all of that idea? Did you work together to do that? How did you decide on Corduzio?
2: Well, we wanted we knew we wanted it to be authentically Italian. I'm very, very pleased. So even the bottle design, everything was done in Italy by Italian designers, agencies, etc. The name Corduzio itself, Corduzio is a piazza. It's a square in the center of the center of Milan, has a beautiful history. We believe also has a beautiful future. The history of Corduzio is, it actually used to be a very central marketplace where people would come to sell, trade hundreds of years ago, even. Uh, So a lot of those great master blenders uh, and distillers. Uh, from all across Italy, they used to come to Milan to this piazza in the center of the city to sell their herbs, herbs, their and herbs botanicals, spices. their appetites, yeah. et cetera, yeah, et cetera. The The history is rich. We love the name. Corduzio just plays well in just about every language. And also it has a beautiful future. I mean... There's a lot of exciting things going on in the center of the center of Milan right now. We've yeah. seen some really interesting developments lately, and we can see that there's a lot more coming. Five-star hotels opening in, in the region. Just beautiful cocktail bars. Beautiful cocktails are on the horizon, Susan.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, let now we talked about the bottle. I have it here. It's such a gorgeous bottle. Talk me through the design. I know when when we met and you had that gorgeous lunch that you had the designer of the bottle there. Can you give us a brief rundown on what he told us and how he created it and what your directions to him were?
2: Well, my directions were pretty broad. I mean, <laughs> I, I wanted I wanted him and the designers to to really find their authentic voice within the bottle, but you can see obviously we're playing out our beautiful Italian design background. We're definitely in the super and ultra premium space. There's a couple of small things that are Let's call it details, but let's say one of the things that jumps out for sure is the color red, right? Of course. The liquid itself is red, exactly. But the bottle itself, the bottle class is tinted red. And that's not only for design, but it actually protects the integrity of the 100% natural liquid. So it protects the liquid from direct sunlight, for example. We wanted to play with, again, something truly authentic Italian. The ribs and the way that the bottle comes up, it's reminiscent of Chianti bottles, so the straw base that you would use. And then we also have little hints of brushed bronze, for example, you see on the on the neck label and on, on the closure. Yeah, yeah. Brushed bronze is a very, uh, let's call it a, it, you see it a lot now in kind of Italian luxury home furnishing, but actually it has a lot heritage kind of pre-war Milano. They were producing a lot of this brushed bronze in the region, so... It really draws from a lot of authentic Italian design inspirations.
0: And don't forget the top. What is, what's, it's, the, I see a building.
2: See, it's, it's the article. It's uh, one of the beautiful uh, landmarks that you'll, you'll see really throughout Italy, but this, this one in particular in Milan.
1: And also we used to be this arc that is in Milano, uh-huh. one of the entrance in the city of Milano. So this is our way to say, Welcome to Corduzio World.
2: <sighs> welcome to Italy. It's also the gateway to the rest of the world. It's, so here we go. It's a way
0: to come in. I a- love it. Every time you every time you open it, you think, welcome to Italy. I love that.
2: It's the gateway.
0: It's the gateway. So now tell me a little bit about what you're doing, Daniela, with it. We've ha- heard from Chris. So let's hear from you. We brought you the bottle and the liquid and you went, wow, this is fabulous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I started to think about all the bars that I've been in my life, all the places that I just thought, oh, this this product will work amazing, and that's why we started to work together. Also, because in our idea is to so bring this product everywhere, not just not just in Italy, of course. And uh, the ways to imagine what kind of place will use Corundusio, and of course, Chris uh, one was mentioning the premium of the bottle, and that's also how we imagine. And not just because it's a premium place needs to be a premium like space, it uh, needs to be a premium drink place. So somewhere where people are really in love with drinks, really in love with what we, what we they do. And, uh, we think that they can work uh, with this product and they can enjoy a different way
0: of mixology and mixing drinks and creating something that it, it doesn't exist uh, yet. And now, did you have any specific bar in mind? Like, oh, I really want it in this one place. When, of course, I have to think the,
1: like, uh, around the world, of course, I'm seeing already the bottle. Like, it's not just a thought for me. It's already there. We just have to All adjust right. a couple of things and then we're ready to go. Um, of course, we are in the industry, so we know that there is this list of amazing bar on the world. So it's these 500 bars. And... Those are on the wrist, Uh because we know what kind of mixology they're doing in there, that they are on the better way to drink. It's not just about a classic cocktail that you drink, and then let's see. It. It's about giving, a, or of course, I'm going to say <laughs> giving an experience. And that's the word that we, <laughs> we heard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or a story as you know, it's uh, the drink is just much more than just a cocktail. Exactly. I mean, I'm Italian, so we just saw
1: also the Italian list of bars around the world. And we saw how many Italians are running these bars. And I'm more than happy to say that one day they will be
0: happy to work uh, with Corduzzi. I'm sure about it. I'm sure. I wasn't sure if maybe there were some in Milano that you thought, oh, because it's my hometown.
1: We already are working with some bars in Milano. They tasted the product. Actually, we did also... Let's say a uh, blind testing with some bartenders in the world and also in Milano. We took a panel of five bartenders and we, we did a bl- blind testing of Corduzio with some other products. And it's funny to say that they chose Cordusio over all the other products that they used to work with every day. Um, so this is already uh, something that, that for us uh, was really uh, nice to, nice to see. Uh, uh, yes, so we are working with some bars. Uh, we are organizing some events around the city. In December, we will have our aperitivo uh, to say hello to our Milanese friends. Um, so yes, uh, I saw this product uh, around the city in a lot of places. I don't know if you want me to mention some names. Let, let me know. If yes, absolutely. Of course. So, so, of course, we are already working with uh, Bella Milano Bistro. is uh, in Milano, in uh, Porta Romana. And uh, Umberto the bartender uh, is very is is being really helpful with us. He loves the product and is very happy to to work with it. So we are organizing uh, an event uh, with him and Bella Milano Bistro team uh, uh, in December. So next month. And then um, we are in uh, other different spaces. But for example, I can mention uh, Torre Restaurant. Uh, it's the restaurant that is uh, on the top of uh, Fondazione Prada. Which I think that you oh. may you, you might know. Uh, so we have we are working with the bartenders there, and this is an amazing space with this bottle shop that is beautiful, full of different bottles, different colors and is there. So very happy that we are trying to manage this uh, this kind of thing and work with other bartenders.
2: And Susan, when we met, we we had a couple cocktails at uh, El Palazzo Experimental in Venice, uh, and. That was an amazing experience. You can still have Corduzio there. Lorenzo and the team, they're unstoppable. They're just amazing. So, I mean, we're, we're just getting going, but Daniela mentioned one thing, and it's you new it, and and I think one of the most fun things for us is doing blind taste testing, right? And because I would say almost every time, I'm thinking like 99% of the time, you know, blind taste test, Corduzio comes out on top. And that's something we're really, we get very excited because sell, you know selling in and, and showing, and let's call it, getting people excited about something new uh, that they can play with and experiment with and you know experience broadly, kind of easy for us, and we, we really enjoy that
0: you can't beat that i mean that's just i mean it's fantastic that's you know you dream about that about getting everyone who's doing a blind taste test to pick your product right now since you mentioned venice you are a participant in venice cocktail week can you tell me how that came about and your experience there
2: well i'm happy to i'll have it kick off daniela will fill in <laughs> no one Cocktail Week was wonderful i mean uh, this past september slash october with the second, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing experience. The organizers were wonderful. We work very, very closely with them. They're very accommodating. And for us, it was a premiere. So, you know, we haven't, we didn't even properly launch yet. I mean, it was, it was kind of a let's float it out there and see what the cocktail community has to say. And we were, we were blown away. We were really, really, you know, humbled by the positive feedback that we got. Great, great event, great experience. We'll be back for sure. What can I say? I mean it's just so nice to see, you know, in Italy again a country so rich with hospitality traditions and and cocktail traditions that are starting to organize a little bit more structured way and bringing really beautiful international focus to the craftsmanship.
1: And also we played it in Venice because of course we organized two different events. One was on lunch so during lunchtime uh, paired with some amazing food And the other one was an aperitivo. And that's how, for us, it's it's perfect because we actually saw how this product can work every time of the day. Like you can have a nice Cordusian tonic while you're having lunch, brunch. And then you go to the aperitivo time, you can have this amazing cocktail. Mm. Uh, It will never stop to be Cordusian.
0: (laughs) Yes. Now since I was lucky enough to be at both events, the lunch you tell us about how you got to work with um that fabulous bartender. I'll let you tell the story to create that special cocktail for lunch.
2: Daniela you know, can tell the story.
0: Well for us it was um
1: we, we arrived at Veris Cocktail Week uh, not knowing exactly what we we were we will organize because of course uh, uh, there was an, a lot of events around the city. Uh, we are a new product, and Chris was saying oh, we didn't even launch it yet. So Cordusio still was still an idea for a lot of people. There was nothing about Cordusio. We were lucky enough to find uh, experimental bar and uh, experimental team, Lorenzo and his team. They were amazing. They just get the brand like uh, we presented the bottle, and they started to give us a lot of ideas. Like they they just understand how this product uh, was going to work and they gave us the idea about the lunch menu so they put us in contact with the chef there and we started to work uh, at this amazing menu that you I'm sure you tasted and then of course we also wanted to show Corduzio where he belongs so during the the, the night life aperitivo <laughs> so uh Lorenzo was working with uh, with this uh, list of cocktails Uh, We gave to him a couple of uh, tips about how we wanted to see Cordusio, and of course, we have this um, Cordusian tonic as one of our best proposals, let's say, uh, proposition, proposition to drink, and the Cordusian tonic was one of our drink, and then he proposed to us a lot of uh, different uh, ideas. And one of the drinks that you tasted during that night um, was made by Martina Bonci. Uh, she's the head bartender of Gucci, Gucci Baro Serie in Florence. So you see a lot of new bartenders that I really appreciate and they are doing an amazing job and they gave to us uh, beautiful ideas about cocktail and
2: how to serve corducio. And Martina was also unbelievable. I mean, she took the bottle, she had a little taste. You can see the wheels turning and it's like five seconds. She turns around and whips up something. That's just unbelievable. It's actually
1: a nice body I mean, it's a fun body about the name also.
2: Yeah, exactly. She 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 made a cocktail call and, she, and I said, what do you want to call this? And she said, oh, it's only the first time. As in, it's only the first time that she tried it. And I said, the first time. I oh, love <laughs> that, that the, the perfect cocktail name that's going on the drink strategy menu see. for sure. <laughs> that was the one that sold out very quickly and not know if it's you all, but it's it's really inspiring. I mean, Susan you got a chance to taste some of the stuff, but there's there's just so much you know great bartender craftsmen and craftswomen can do with this. It's really fun to see
0: I, you know, I feel like that's kind of the perfect. Place to stop because it 's like right now this interview this is only the first time that you 're hearing about Corduzio. There will be so many more times that people will be hearing about Corduzio because let me tell you those drinks were amazing, both what Martina made and what Lorenzo I love those guys there I mean that that event, every cocktail was just as good as the next one. It was really fantastic, and I wish you guys so much luck with it i I don't think that you're going to need my luck because it is it's a really great a great product and a great start and i was so lucky to be introduced to it in one of my favorite cities in italy
2: thank you so much means a lot to us thank you so much
0: thanks yes no no of course now i always end asking two questions Mm -hmm. and so i know that not everyone can get Corduzio now but once they have the bottle in their hands, can you give kind of a top tip for the home bartender who's playing with it, both with Carduzio or any top or any tip for any cocktail that you think you found along the way with making cocktails?
2: I think we're gonna say the same thing. Yes. We're gonna say that same word in three, two,
0: one ice.
2: <laughs>
0: it's so funny. Everyone says ice. Everyone says right.
2: ice. I it's the
0: most important, Bar- the most important thing. <laughs> thing,
2: and it's the thing
0: everyone always forgets. See, <laughs> for the home bartender, it's critical. Uh, I love it. I love it. Now, with Corduzio, say they're, they're they just bought their bottle. What would you think? Like the first cocktail that they make at home? Obviously, it's really tough to make a Lorenzo cocktail, a you know Martina cocktail at home. But what would you think? How would you start playing with it? i would say with our Corduzio tonic, it's so
1: nice and easy. Uh... Works for everyone, so you just take one part of Corduzio, fill the glass with ice, and then top up with uh, tonic water, and then you use a small raspberry on the top. I know that you ah, always beautiful. suggest it's there.
2: It's it's one of this such a simple cocktail, but it's so refreshing. Yeah. And even when you talk to really great, sophisticated bartenders, once you have a sip of a Corduzio tonic, you're like, wow, yeah, that's that's wonderful. So it doesn't have to be complicated.
1: And if we may suggest something else, if you don't have Tony Water at home, just Cordusio Shakerato. Let's see, just with good ice, of course, and you can make your Cordusio Shakerato. Okay, for those people who may not know what Shakerato means. Of course, it means that you use one part of Cordusio, a lot of ice with everything in your shaker, just shake really hard. And then in a cold coupé, in a cold glass, you serve it. Nothing else. You really don't need anything else. Even if you have like a lemon peel on top, you can squeeze it, but let's see.
0: Ah, that's so simple and so delicious. Now, last question. If you could be anywhere drinking anything right now, what would that be and where would you be? Why don't we start with the lady, Daniela?
1: Well, it's a really nice question because, of course, I would love to go everywhere and drink <laughs> in all the bars that I know and that I've been working with. But uh, I used to live in Australia, Susan. So I used to live there in 2017. And now that I'm seeing a lot of different new bars, this uh, new head of drink in Australia, led by an Italian, because I'm seeing that uh, maybe Fred guys are doing an amazing job, yeah. uh, work with uh, maybe Sammy also and um and Nancy. So uh, I would love to go there and see, because I used to work with uh, maybe, maybe Frank team, and it was just like a pizza place, I have to say. Of course, great cocktail, but it was not well known for pizza. And now they are around the world, and I would love to go there and say hi to Stefano and his team and work uh, and, uh, and drink with them.
0: Of course, now Chris.
2: Yeah, it's a very difficult question. I want to think about going back to Tokyo or back to New York, but I'm going to be romantic and sentimental because I I met my beautiful girlfriend, uh, my beautiful Italian girlfriend, at a beach bar in Mykonos, Jackie O. So I'm going to go right back to Jackie O, where I literally fell in love and changed the course of my life. So I'll I'll go back to Mykonos. Uh,
0: Yes, if it weren't for that drink, we might not be talking right here right now.
2: Indeed. All of us. (laughs) Uh, Put that to the side.
0: (laughs) We won't talk about that. Well, thank you guys so much. I wish you the best luck. You don't need it. You've got a great great team and great spirit, both spirit inside and spirit liquid.
2: Thank you so much, Susan. Uh, If anybody listening or watching uh, would like to learn more, probably easiest place to get us is on Instagram, at Corduzio Spirits our website, www.corduziospirits.com. We're on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Reach out. Even if we're not distributed in your country yet, we're coming. coming.
0: Uh, (laughs) Reach out. We'll find a way. So thank you both so much. Wonderful. Thank Thank you, Sue. I want to thank Daniela and Chris for being on the program. We met at Venice Cocktail Week, and I've loved Corduzio at First Sip. So exciting to see them at the beginning of their journey. For our Cocktail of the Week, we're taking it easy. Our Cocktail of the Week is the Corduzio Tonic, their deceivingly simple and surprisingly delicious signature cocktail. A classic reimagined with a twist. Generously fill any wine glass or highball glass with ice. Then add one part, which can be 60 mils or 2 ounces of Corduzio, to three parts premium tonic. Carefully mix with a bar spoon and then garnish with one to two raspberries. Chin Chin. You'll find this recipe, more cocktail recipes and all the cocktails of the week at A Lush Life Manual, where you'll find most of the ingredients in our shop. Countdown to the big holiday of the year, getting through a lot of my bourbon advent calendar. If you live for Lush Life, then make sure you head down to the bars and restaurants you love. The music for Lush Life is by Steven Shapiro and used with permission. And Lush Life is always and will be forever produced by Evo Terra and Simpler Media Productions. Which leaves me to say the wise words of Oscar Wilde all things in moderation, including moderation, and always drink responsibly. Next week, we end the year with another manual writer. Until that time, bottoms up.